You're listening to the Groundswell Sermon Podcast, a brand new church in the Halton region, Ontario, Canada. A hike, 
where we encounter different terrain and challenges along the way. Perhaps you find that helpful as we meditate on, on the verses this morning. We often describe life as a journey, don't we? In which we find ourselves in different terrain, as it were, as we move through the different seasons and assignments of life and job and ministry. And perhaps there'll be a piece of this song um, and the different surroundings that you can resonate with most. And so I invite you to ask your good shepherd if there's a fresh thought, a new picture, a promise, a challenge that he has for you to illuminate the path before you in this part of the journey. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have promised that where two or three are gathered in, in your name, you will be among us. And so thank you that you are here this morning by your spirit. And spirit, we invite you to come to fill this place, to rest on each of us, and to speak your words of life and hope into our hearts and minds this morning as we Take some time to look at your word and to hear words of life from, from the words of this song. And from the words of Psalm 31, we ask, Father, and we say that in you, Lord, we take we have taken refuge. Let us never be put to shame. Deliver us in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to our rescue. Be our rock, our strong fortress to save us. Since you are a rock and our fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide us this morning into the week ahead and the months ahead. Thank you for your presence with us this morning, Jesus. And we pray in your powerful name. Amen. So let's embark on this walk, this hike together. And we're going to begin by enjoying some space around us. Psalm 18 says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, we sang about that just a few minutes ago, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And so we're going to begin with a deep exhale and a moment to be still and find rest and refreshing in a beautiful meadow. A green pasture of lush spiritual nourishment for the path ahead. Perhaps we'd like to imagine a place to just lie down and rest. Comfortable and safe under the shepherd's watch. We're going to stop and drink deep from the quiet waters of God's spirit. 
Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, everyone who drinks this water will never be thirsty again. Will be thirsty again without water, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up eternal life. So let's read the beginning of Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. So I'm going to invite you now in the quietness of the next few minutes, and we are going to take some quiet for the next few minutes, to use your imagination, to ask the Spirit to enlighten your imagination, to see and experience a space of green pastures and quiet waters for your soul. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What are the shepherd's quiet words of affirmation? Rest, restoration, nurture, or nourishment to you this morning. Thank you. 
translation of this portion of the passage says, true to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. And so refreshed and empowered and hope by the Spirit's words to you, his promises to you, his nourishment to you. We're going to set out again along this 23rd Psalm hike into the next section of joining. Oh, <laughs> but this next section of path is more difficult, not as restful. Definitely not comfortable. And fear and uncertainty rear their ugly heads as we venture on. And we'll need that strength started from the beginning of our journey that we described a minute ago. We'll need the nourishment of truth and God's promises to sustain us. We'll need that spiritual water to quench our souls and empower us to keep going. We'll need to be mindful of those promises that we need as we walk through the darker places along the path. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's the picture and a concept that comes to mind as you focus in on those words, dark valley. Is it a mental health condition? Sickness or recent diagnosis? Loss of health? Family and job transitions? Loss of a loved one? A spiritual valley of desert? Temptations and habits that are being hard to break? It can be any difficult situation we face. And your valley will not look the same as the person next to you. But it's not the life valid and real. So let's pay attention to the language and description here. What does come to mind when you hear the word dark? When we walk in darkness, we're literally unable to make out the path in front of us. And can't see the surroundings around us either, for that matter. There seems to be no clarity, lack of solutions, no confirmation that you're safely going to make it out to the other side to the light of day again. And this reminds me of um, our time in Cambodia. Uh, to have a power outage was a normal thing to happen. Uh, and more often than not, it would happen in the middle of the night. And uh, my oldest daughter, who's 28 now, 
she would immediately wake up as soon as the power had gone off, mainly because there was a fan running in her room at night when twilight. But she slept very lightly. And so as soon as the power went off, she was awake. And she said in that in the darkness that she woke up to, she would sometimes find it hard to catch a breath. And breathe, she would say. And I knew as soon as I woke up and knew the power got off, I had seconds to get to her room before she would start calling out for someone to come to her rescue. Now she she knew deep down she was safe in her room and at home. But that feeling of darkness just needed she needed to know that someone's presence was there with her. So I found out of bed in a flash and into her room and as soon as I would get there, I would announce my presence. I'm here. And she starts to relax. And that's the way it is when we're in the dark and we're looking for God's presence. Such a comfort to her to know that I was present even though it was still dark. I don't want to linger too long on the darkness. So I want to invite you to shift your focus from your surroundings and the darkness and the fear that comes from those things that are not so clear. Um, and let's focus on your good shepherd. This says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You walk beside me. So where is Jesus in your dark valley scene? He's there, I'm sure. God's words to Joshua remain true. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. And those words are true for us today. Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples, surely. I am with you always to the very end of the age. So as you gain awareness of his presence, is there comfort and peace or confidence that comes? Or maybe you feel like he's actually carrying you through, um, through your challenges, just like you can make out this, the shepherd carrying his sheep here in this picture that I got recently from a missionary. Rather than leaving his sheep to struggle and suffer, to be vulnerable to the attack of wild animals, this shepherd is bearing the weight of that sheep, carrying his animals safely to home. And in this passage, I'm struck by the mention of evil. It's natural to fear evil in such circumstances. Scripture actually depicts our enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour us, and as a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But our shepherd doesn't leave us vulnerable to the lion's attack, or to the thief's attack. Jesus' presence will always cause evil to back down. As we call on him, as we recognize his presence with us, as we recall truths and promises, our enemy loses his power. The, script, the passage says, his rod and staff are our defense. 
our encouragement, our hope to carry on down the path. And you know, when we slip off, sometimes we do slip off the path. He is our rescuer. He's waiting with his staff to reach down any pit, any ravine, grab us by the crook of that staff, and pull us up and out into safety. And maybe carry us home. We may emerge wounded, but there he offers to carry us. Isaiah passage says, he took up our pain and bore our sufferings. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We just celebrated Christmas, and that was the whole reason why Jesus came. To take on himself our pain and our suffering and our sin. So before we move on again, let's pause. And uh, ask Jesus to reveal to you. Are you sensing a dark valley around you? Where is Jesus, your shepherd, in this scene? He's there. Ask him to reveal himself. What is he doing? What is he saying? How is he protecting you from apparent evil?
a new anointing of God's Spirit. Our Shepherd, this Chief, King, Emmanuel, Savior, Redeemer, and Lord, says, Come. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke, my yoke upon you, and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. So just a few more minutes of contemplation and prayer with our good shepherd um, before we move into the bountiful table of Thank you. 
vehicle right towards you. Come to the waters. And you who have no bed, come by. Come by wine and help the cowpine and the cowpine. I spend money on what is not bread, and you labor on what is not satisfying. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give me your come to me, listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so my word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty will accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Then you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. Instead of briars, the myrtle will bloom. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign. That will endure forever. Come to the table 
Thank you for listening to the Groundswell podcast. For more info or to support Groundswell, check out www.thegroundswellchurch.com. Grace and peace.